perfect doesn't exist. Um, and our flaws are what make us unique. They're not flaws. They're like perfect imperfections. And for the longest time, I was really hard on myself because I kind of talk out of the side of my mouth. I have a crooked smile and I've always been a little bit self-conscious about it. And then one day I was talking to my son, right? And he's, he's 19. And I said to him, you know, can you just, I was trying to take a picture of him, like, any annoying mom, right? I want to take a picture <laughs> of my baby. And I said, can't you smile for me? And he's like, mom, I don't like my smile. And it was like somebody putting a knife in my chest and twisting it because, and I'm getting emotional even thinking about it. Um, because to hear him say out loud, the things about himself that I had been thinking about myself, it wasn't okay. Like I love him however his smile looks, right? Because mm -hmm. he's amazing and he's my kid and he's perfectly imperfect like the rest of us. And that's the thing, you know, the, the, the things that we're saying to us, if we heard it come out of somebody else's mouth, we wouldn't be okay with it. So why are we making it okay for us? Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George and Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with me, I have Lisa Carpenter. She's an international best-selling author who helps high achievers get and stay healthy, both inside and out. While her celebrity clients often seek her out for diet and fitness support, what they actually get is transformation. And um, she's a very gifted uh, speaker with a lot of knowledge and wisdom and experience. And I'm sure that we will have a very interesting conversation today. So, Lisa, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much for having me on. I've been looking forward to this conversation. And even though it's bright and early here, I'm in Vancouver, BC, Canada, so it's only super early. I am just so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, it's perfect that it's in the morning there because when we're uh, beginning our day, we're like pumped, we have energy, right. our mind is clear. Yeah, I, I, I love that part of the day. So, um, Well, before, before we get yeah, started, sure, I wanted sure. to ask you if it would be okay if I could ask your listeners to do something for me. Because I really Definitely. love to make sure that when I come on as a guest on any podcast, and I love doing podcasts, that I make it interactive for them. Because so often we're consuming information, but we're not actually taking action on it. So I thought it would be really fun if your listeners could grab a piece of paper and a pen, because I'm sure they're going to pick up on some amazing information during this interview. And then just follow me over on Instagram, Lisa Carpenter Inc. on Instagram. Maybe make up a, a quote or an image post it, share it with your followers, tag me with a takeaway that you had from this podcast, and I will hop over and interact with you and get to know you better. I just think it's going to be a fun way to really uh, keep the conversation going after we, after we finished having it. Perfect. Perfect. We talked a little bit about this before, and I love mm -hmm. the idea, and I think it's really, really good that it's 
like I always say, uh, dear fellow gratitude seekers, I love this dialogue because right now we are the two of us, me and Lisa, we are interacting and it's a dialogue and it's when it's dialogue, you can get to very interesting places. And that's why I always encourage as well the, this kind of interaction because you never know what, what kind of answers it gives you and where it actually uh, will lead. So definitely exactly. a great idea. Good. Social media has to be social. And so often we, you know, we go on there and we post things, but we're not really interacting and, and engaging with people as best as we can. And you know, my mission here is to really to support people to grow and transform and break through any limiting beliefs that they have. And the best way to do that is just with engaging with them. Exactly. Actually, uh, recently I was at uh, at the training uh, and it was brilliant. Like the trainer was absolutely amazing. She somehow managed to um, to remember all of the names of the participants wow. and every once in a while she was saying the names and she was engaging us and even though it was really long and really tiring uh you you had to be there and you had to be involved and uh i felt that i learned so much more than by just being passive and i, I think this is this is an important part I love that. And that's so impressive. I'm always impressed by people who can remember names. I just turned 46 on Monday. And memory as a woman, as we age, is something that we actually have to struggle with a little bit. So I have to really work at making sure that I'm making an effort to remember people's names, especially when I introduce myself. It's definitely a practice. So people who can just automatically remember things like that, I'm always so, it's like a superpower. Yeah, I know. I I totally believe that. And um, getting back to to gratitude, it actually mm -hmm. makes you feel seen and appreciated. Like when you when you are in that communication, it it makes you feel that you are seen. And uh, I I don't know how to 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 call this, but uh, it's it's really interesting. But uh, again, let's get back. Uh, in even more depth into yes. gratitude. And I, I wanted to firstly ask you, what is gratitude for you? How do you define gratitude? Oh, gratitude is such an important part of my life. It's, it's the foundation for joy to start with. And for mm -hmm. a long time in my life, I didn't live from this place of joy. So learning how to slip into deep gratitude was really, really powerful for me. And it's something now that I practice in my family. When I put my little guy to bed every night, I say to him, you know, give me three things that you're grateful for today, because I really want him to, and all, you know, my entire family to understand the power of gratitude, because it really does shift our perspectives on how we see the world. And it's such a simple practice that has such profound results. Exactly. I... Of course, I know this, and uh, it's been my experience as well. And in my view, the perception that we have of life is actually how we live our life. Like, um, life is neutral, let's say. But uh, if we give it a certain perspective, this is how we 
we perceive it. This is how we live it. And this is how we feel that our life is. And yeah, gratitude is amazing with this. But um, when did you actually experience and uh, lived gratitude for the first time? Not like the concept, maybe you've mm-hmm. read about it or something, but actually experienced it on a personal level. You know, I want to share a little story about gratitude for me that is kind of the opposite, probably, of what some of your other guests have shared around gratitude. Um, Because I was using gratitude in a way that was becoming unhealthy for me, if that makes any sense. So let me me dive into this a little bit, right? And everybody kind of lean in and listen. So I have three, I have three sons. The oldest is almost going to be 19. And then I've got a 17 year old. And then my youngest is seven. So there's a big, there's a big spread, right? That's like going back and doing it again, which I was very grateful for. I was so grateful for my newest son being born, my opportunity to go back excuse me, and parent again from a different perspective, because of course there were so many things that had transpired in my life, how I saw myself had changed, um, that going back and, and being a new mom again was radically different for me. And I really got to do it in a whole new way. And I was also really sad. I was really sad because my older boys were so much older. They were pretty much self-sufficient And I felt like I was so close to having that freedom that as parents, as our kids grow, we get to step back into, right? We're not, it's very different being tied to an infant versus having older children. And I would start to go into feeling sad and then I would flip it around and be very grateful for the fact that my son was there. But this is how gratitude started to be unhealthy for me because I was using gratitude to not actually acknowledge the sadness that I had in my life over having to be back in being a new mom again. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Right. So gratitude, it although I appreciate it, I love it. It's a very big part of my life. Like I said, it can flip our perspective on everything. So often, many of us are using gratitude as a way of stepping over, not feeling what we're actually feeling. And the the thing about emotions, right, whether it's sadness or anger or frustration, they want to be acknowledged. Just like you in that conference love to be acknowledged by your name, our emotions are here for a reason. They're here to guide us. They're here to help heal us. And when we don't allow ourselves to actually acknowledge and feel what we're feeling, it doesn't go away. So as much as gratitude can shift us into a, a, a higher state of well-being, right? We can shift our attention. It's not until we actually acknowledge what we're feeling underneath it all, whether it's having a good cry, talking to a friend, journaling about it, seeing a coach, uh, seeing a therapist. When we actually acknowledge it and release it, that's when we can truly then step into pure gratitude. So when I allowed myself to kind of Almost like it was almost like grieving a life that I wasn't going to have with just two kids and my freedom to go out and travel the world. And once I was able to grieve that, then I was really able to be fully present as a mom 
to my new little guy and fully embrace and be so grateful for that experience. So hopefully that makes sense to your your listeners. Now, for me, it really makes a lot of sense because we all always talk about uh, the fact that firstly, it's important to feel our feelings. Like I've been yes. involved in, uh, in a company that was doing trainings in uh, emotional intelligence. And one of the most important things when it comes to emotional intelligence is to give yourself the time and um, the compassion necessary to leave those feelings and to after afterwards to find ways to to release them uh, to refocus but yeah definitely it's it's an important part of who we are and how we work as humans exactly so it's you know when you actually acknowledge what you're feeling, you're able to experience gratitude on a whole new level because now you're not using gratitude as this kind of surface level practice to just kind of numb what you're feeling, right? You get to step into gratitude, like I said, from this very pure place where you can feel it deeply. So I don't want to say that when you're sad and, you know, or anything else is coming up in your life that gratitude isn't a powerful tool. It is. And it's not meant to be used to completely just ignore how you're really feeling. Definitely. Definitely. I think this is actually a really good point. And um, yeah, thank you for bringing, bringing this up because um, it, c- it could be or it can be for, for some people a way of running away from, from things. Um, 100%. And it's much when I when when you were talking about uh, how you feel after you um, acknowledge the feelings and after the grievance and everything, uh, I felt gratitude uh, as as a fresh feeling somehow. It it, it felt fresh and yeah. um, like without other other things involved somehow. And indeed, when I when I think about that, it's it's exactly how how pure gratitude feels. Right. So it's you know, there's so many things that we use in this world to help numb out our emotions, right? And that's a big part of my work, right? I I help men and women live their healthiest lives, especially high achievers who are who are on the rise to do big things in this world. Often they're using food as a way to numb out what they're feeling, just like they may be using gratitude to numb out what they're feeling. So we have to start looking, you know, the, the, the bigger issue is what are we trying to avoid in our lives? Because the things that we avoid, the things that we can't be with, the emotions that we can't be with will control us. So we have to start having the bigger conversations about what is going on for us underneath the surface? Why are we turning to things like food, drugs, alcohol? The healthier the healthier version is turning to gratitude, right? But it's still, at the end of the day, it's the same thing. What as a society are we avoiding? What are we avoiding in ourselves that we're unwilling to be with? This is a really good question. And um, 
you you are talking about gratitude as, as being a, a healthier way of of dealing with this mm-hmm. and um an interesting point that i was uh, contemplating on at some point um with some friends was the fact that in our parents' generation unfortunately many many of our parents chose for instance alcohol to yes. to numb the feelings and and this led of course to problems in the family to uh, us having all kinds of uh, issues emotionally because of that and i was thinking uh, at one point that okay this new age thingy with uh, gratitude and the law of attraction and all kinds of things i was a bit skeptical at at, mm. at that point and uh, when i when i compared what we are using to to get better uh, compared to, to to what they were using unfortunately or at least some mm-hmm. of our parents were using like it made so much sense and it was like this is amazing like we've we grew a lot from from what it was you know absolutely you know your generation my generation were so different from our parents and and you know when i talk to young people nowadays too i'm so impressed with how much more advanced they are in their way of thinking and being in this world because when i you know when i was young i was just out running around I was here for the party, so to speak. But things are really, really shifting. There's there's a much higher level of awareness and consciousness in the generations coming up. So that doesn't mean they're going to be immune to problems. They're just looking for different, they're looking for different and more expansive solutions to the things that they're struggling with. Um, and I know that gratitude is such a powerful way for many young people to support them dealing with anxiety, which anxiety is a really big problem um, with our younger generation. Exactly, exactly. And um, I totally agree with your perspective. Like we shouldn't mm-hmm. use alcohol or gratitude or anything to numb the feelings. We, we should uh, leave that feeling. We should uh, experience it and use different techniques and uh, things that help uh, ha- help us to overcome them, um, but I think that an interesting perspective is the fact that we have better tools, and we do. E- even though it's not the best way to deal with stuff at 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 times, it's so much better uh, compared to the alternatives that uh, our parents or grandparents had. Yes, and. I think that there's still a tremendous amount of people that struggle with addictions in all forms, shapes, sizes. And of course, that's a big part of, you know, my family history and and my story. My husband's been in recovery for almost seven years now. Um, and, and discovering that he was an addict was what really flipped my life on its head uh, and started my transformational journey. So... I'm very, you know, this is one thing that I'm very grateful for. If you had asked me in the middle of that experience, if I would be grateful for addiction, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, (laughs) But now being on the other side of it, it was the biggest blessing I was ever given. And I'm so deeply grateful for the experience because it really transformed 
my life. And that's, that's available for all of us. It, you know, even when things aren't working out, they're working out and everything is going to be okay. And although it may be hard to find the gratitude in the moment, it's going to be available for you when you choose to step into that perspective. Exactly. And of course, like you said, after uh, taking the time necessary to to grieve if it's if it's something 100%. that's really important and it's actually uh, scientifically proven for instance venting is very important for us as human beings to just talk to a friend to talk with someone yes um not to complain like all the time but to actually uh get things off your chest that's right Well, addiction is born from lack of connection, lack of connection to self and lack of connection to others. Wow. Mm -hmm. Powerful, huh? Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because we feel that somehow we need to um, escape in in another reality, in another, in in a certain way. And yeah, it's makes a lot of sense. So that lack of connection to self is a large part of the work that I do with the men and the women that I work with, right? Because they're using, in a lot of cases, food as a way to, like I said, numb out how they're feeling. And it stops them from being able to connect to themselves. And most of them are not very happy in their bodies, Right. So a lot of their thoughts are self-deprecating. They've got a lot of, uh, you know, negative self-talk around their bodies. So what I'm going to challenge your listeners to do, especially any who have been, excuse me, struggling with their weight or their relationship with their body. Have you ever practiced gratitude towards your body and how much differently Or how differently would it change your relationship with food if you actually were more grateful for your body and you stopped like poo-pooing on it all the time for not looking a certain way or not being a certain way? When I've asked my clients in the past to express gratitude towards their bodies, it's been one of the hardest exercises they've ever done. Yet your body is the very thing that allows you to have life on this planet. It lets you see the sunrise and the sunset. For women, it lets us, you know, give birth. Um, We get to hug our kids. We get to feel the air on our skin. All of our senses are because of our bodies. Our lungs are constantly, you know, inhaling and exhaling without us even having to think about it. Our heart is beating. Yet we spend most of our day being really mean to ourselves. So, When we start a gratitude practice around our physical body, that can really, really shift how we think and feel about ourselves. Wow, totally, totally. Because uh, there there was another um, scientific experiment uh, that got to to the conclusion that most of our thoughts Mm-hmm. are actually negative and Absolutely. especially when it comes to our self-talk but um do you have like a, an exercise or something that our listeners can do uh to like for instance how how would 
someone go about doing this? Like just look in the mirror and look for things that they appreciate about themselves or? So one of my clients started, what I loved about her, she kept it so simple. She just wrote on her mirror, be kind. And every day when she looked in the mirror, it would remind her to just be kind to herself, right? To make herself no longer available for the negative self-talk. For your listeners, I'm going to make a, an assumption here that I'm probably right about, that they are, they have created a, a gratitude practice for themselves in some way, shape, or form, whether it's sitting down with a pen and paper or simply getting present to their thoughts every day and really sinking into that deep feeling of gratitude. What I would request is if you're struggling with your relationship with your body, if you're struggling with your weight, you think your weight is the problem, I'm going to challenge your listeners for the next 30 days to every day pick one thing about their body that they can be deeply grateful for and see what, where that takes them at the end of 30 days because they're going to start to see their physical body through a very different lens and I believe many of them will find this incredibly uncomfortable because as much as we're hating on our bodies for a lot of uh, the men and women I work with, so many of us are treating our bodies as an afterthought. We're not even aware of them half of the time. So it really, it really helps to bring my clients back into their bodies and appreciate themselves in a whole new way. So 30 days, every day, pick one thing about your body you can be grateful for. And you don't have to like every part of your body to be grateful for it. So you don't have to love your thighs, but you can be grateful for what they do for you. They carry you around all day. They let your kids sit on your lap. So I want them to dig deeper beyond... Um, I want to get them out of their heads about all the things they don't like and sink into gratitude and appreciation for for the gift that they've been given. Exactly, exactly. I've seen. Uh, I have a theory about about this. I love I love the exercise and definitely gratitude seekers start this challenge and especially since uh, it's hopefully uh, I will manage to to get this out. Uh, in November, and since it's the month of gratitude, um, Ooh, I love it. Yeah, you you, you could do this and uh, thank us later. <laughs> yeah, and uh, tag me on Instagram every day for the 30 days. Tag me on Instagram because I would oh, love awesome. to cheer <laughs> and celebrate you on. Like, how fun would that? We'll start a community of gratitude around our bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we could. Do like a hashtag or something. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, let's see. How would that be? Like grateful body. I don't know. Do you have a a better idea? Let me let me think about this. And what we'll do is I will get it to you and we'll put it in the show notes for everybody. Okay. How does that sound? Perfect. Perfect. Good. So, um, yeah. My my theory about theory about this is the fact that, for instance, if you see um, another person for the first time, let's say, you usually see the good parts. Like if, of course, if they don't have like huge uh, things that are like uh, um, really in your face. Um, but when we look at ourselves, we see ourselves, for instance, in the mirror, 
each and every day. We we are used to the good things that we have, like, I don't know, maybe we have a beautiful nose or beautiful eyes or I don't know. Um, but we we see our flaws mm-hmm. because the other things are something normal. This is who we are. This is us, you know. But it's much easier for us to, to see our flaws because we see uh, ourselves every day. Um, but like I said, if we see another person, we see them as a whole. We don't analyze only the things that aren't okay with that person, usually. Yeah. And I think this is this is why we we forget and we still have many things to be grateful for when it comes to our body but we just we are so used with them that we don't see we don't appreciate them anymore and that's why your exercise is is perfect for this because we can rewire our brain exactly to do things differently we you know most humans are wired to we look for the negative <laughs> You know, we're crazy that way. We have all this amazing stuff going around us and we look for the negative. And, you know, for a lot of years, I was really hard on myself. You know, I'm a recovering perfectionist and I've learned that, you know, perfect doesn't exist. um, And our flaws are what make us unique. They're not flaws. They're like perfect imperfections. And for the longest time, I was really hard on myself because I kind of talk out of the side of my mouth. I have a crooked smile and I've always been a little bit self-conscious about it. And then one day I was talking to my son, right? And he's, he's 19. And I said to him, you know, can you just, I was trying to take a picture of him like any annoying mom, right? I want to take a picture (laughs) of my baby. And I said, can't you smile for me? And he's like, mom, I don't like my smile. And it was like somebody putting a knife in my chest and twisting it because, and I'm getting emotional even thinking about it, um, because to hear him say out loud the things about himself that I had been thinking about myself, it wasn't okay. Like, I love him, however his smile looks, right? Because Mm -hmm. he's amazing and he's my kid and he's perfectly imperfect like the rest of us. And that's the thing, you know, the, the... the things that we're saying to us, if we heard it come out of somebody else's mouth, we wouldn't be okay with it. So why are we making it okay for us to abuse ourselves, to talk negatively about ourselves? So this challenge is about not just looking for the things you like, but having gratitude also for the things that maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable with or you're feeling a little bit self-conscious about, right? Like, And really seeing that All of these pieces make up you. And when we can fully accept where we are today, who we are today, that's when transformation happens. Because a lot of the discomfort that my clients feel is the discomfort between where they are right now and where they want to be. They keep looking up and saying, but I want to be there. I want to be 20 pounds lighter or whatever. And When we start to lean into deeply appreciating where our body is today and accepting it, it doesn't mean that we're not going to change. It means that the road to transformation is no longer painful because we are happy with where we are in the moment, knowing that we will change and we don't have to beat ourselves up in the process or as a way to motivate ourselves to take action to move forward. Does that make sense? 
it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense it's 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 actually what helps us most and what actually brings us results for the long term because we won't have those things that we um that are holding us back that are um tying us down to where we are because whatever uh, there is this quote uh, whatever we resist persists yes and uh when we get to accept things it we can move in the direction that that we actually want much easier exactly you know the the big thing that i focus on with my clients is wellness being in a place of wellness and wellness is about mattering in your own life it's about caring about how you feel it's about no longer being available for negative self talk and beating yourself up constantly it's about taking care of yourself not because you don't like who you are or where you are it's about taking care of yourself because you love yourself enough that you want to take care of yourself things we love we take care of and the better care we take of ourselves the better off we are and the easier life becomes everything is going to work out and you know as one of my mentors says at the end of the day we're all going home right none of us are getting out alive we're all going home how much more time are you going to spend in a place of beating up on yourself or not feeling like you're good enough and and it really does start with just you know a deep appreciation of of who you are perfectly imperfect imper- all of the things um and having gratitude for all of it definitely but i'm really curious and uh, what's your perspective on why we are doing this why do we beat ourselves up and why do we <laughs> pardon <laughs> that's such a great question right um why do we do this to ourselves you know like i yeah. said i think it's i think it's human nature it's it's so interesting because i've looked at my own journey and you know i believe we all come into this world perfectly like i said perfectly imperfect right and then yeah. we start to go through life and we look to our right and our left and as human beings we have such a need to belong right love safety and belonging are at the core of everything we do so we start to yeah. look to our right and our left and if any of those three feel like they're at risk we start to modify and alter ourselves to fit in right because we mm. literally believe that we're under threat right our our safety is being threatened or our belonging is being threatened yeah. so we go through life kind of layering up changing our behaviors and you know i'm speaking from personal experience uh all these things changed for me i didn't think i was good enough and eventually we get to a place in our life where we have to take inventory and you know for any of your listeners who are familiar with the sitcom friends there was an episode where i think i think it was joey that walked in wearing all of chandler's clothes it yeah. was yeah you remember yeah. that episode right he's yeah. like i'm wearing all the clothes and that we get to a place in our life where we realize we're wearing all the clothes and they're not our clothes and we start to look around and then go wait a minute I don't want to wear this anymore. I don't want to be this way. This isn't who I am. I was doing this for you or I was doing this to fit in or I was doing this because I didn't feel like I was good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of my high achievers, the reason that they are 
constantly in this kind of hamster wheel of doing, 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 and not taking care of themselves is because they actually, on a subconscious level, believe that their self-worth is outside of themselves, that they're going to find it in their accomplishments and they're going to find it in their achievements. But the truth is, it doesn't matter how much they achieve or how much they do, they never, ever feel fulfilled or satisfied or happy or joy, right? Which brings us all the way back to gratitude. So I think, you know, human beings, we are curious and complex and messy and we get to have this life experience and we don't make it easy on ourselves until we realize that we can make it easy on ourselves. Does that exactly. make sense? Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And uh, while you were you were saying uh, these things, I I got to the conclusion that uh, we, for instance, we have uh, adaptations that work great for for a while for a particular situation that unfortunately we keep with ourselves we we take on like uh, Chandler took on all kinds of clothes um, and we we try to walk with all of the clothes on us uh, even though they are not necessary anymore and exactly. uh, that makes it much harder for us to actually experience joy and other positive feelings since we're somehow uh, we, with our walls up, with our, I don't know, armor up. Exactly. We're wearing all these different masks. You know, I, like I said, I live my life being, you know, a control freak, like clinging to everything. Like I can make it happen. A perfectionist. I was, you know, a people pleaser. <laughs> always saying yes to everybody else and never to myself. Hmm. Uh, I was constantly caretaking everybody, right? So getting involved in their stuff, putting my hands on things that weren't my business. And all of these things were blocking me from actually really deeply feeling my life and experiencing my life. And this is why gratitude has become so powerful for me because joy was, you know, when we come into this world, joy is our default setting. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Right. And somewhere along the line, like I broke my default setting and my whole journey and everything that I work with my clients on is to help them find their way back to joy because we are not here to be human doings. Mm -hmm. We are here to be human beings. We are here to enjoy the ride and experience the depth of the beauty around us, whether it's a beautiful sunny day or whether it's, you know, pouring rain. And I'm I'm so proud of myself because in Vancouver, it rains a lot here. And I finally realized, like, Lisa, buy yourself a quality raincoat, get yourself some gumboots, and get into life. Because I can't keep spending winters inside because I don't like being cold <laughs> and wet. What would it look like? What would it feel like to be a six-year-old kid in gumboots splashing in the puddles? And, <laughs> and I let myself do that the other day. And wow. it seemed like there was part of me that was like, this is so silly. And there was part of me that was like, but this is joy. Exactly. And I want more of this. And this is what I'm here to help lead other people into. This is beautiful. And I think it's it's a really beautiful way of ending our interview, our time together for now. And uh, since we're at this point, 
where can our audience find you? Where can our audience get in touch with you and engage? Okay, so first and foremost, head over to Instagram, and I'm Lisa Carpenter Inc. And we will get this 30 day. Just it doesn't start or stop on a certain day. You can start your 30 days whenever you want. We will come up with a hashtag. It'll probably just be something like hashtag Body Gratitude. That's pretty mm-hmm. simple and straightforward. Um, and you can check out my website at lisacarpenter.ca. And of course, I'm over on Facebook at Lisa Carpenter Inc. as well. But I mainly hang out on Instagram. I'm over there doing stories every day, you know, things to help my my listeners and my viewers and just sharing, you know, behind the scenes of my life, like the everyday without the, you know, fancy branding stuff. This is this is how my life is. So I'm very honest about my ups and downs and sideways as I travel this journey alongside all the people that I work with. That's perfect. That's wonderful. And I, I believe that too, authenticity yes. is, is, is the right way because otherwise we we tend to compare our imperfect lives with the perfect lives we see on Instagram and it just doesn't add up and it just yeah. makes people feel worse about their life and it's not, not cool. <laughs> I agree. More authentic leaders and more of us getting real about where we're not being authentic in our own lives by doing this work. So thank exactly. you so much for having me on. I'm I'm so grateful that you, you know, that you extended this opportunity to me, that My I'm pleasure. able to connect with your listeners. And I hope that there was a tremendous amount of value for them inside this interview. Definitely. Thank you for, for being here with us and for taking the time to, to do this interview. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.